This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is the chain restaurant that you get real excited about and you want people to understand is the best ever? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Bradley, why are we asking people this very, very celebratory question? Well, because I read a story about a guy who got way too excited about a potato at a French chain restaurant, which was a hilarious. But in addition to that, it got me thinking about chain restaurants in general and like people get really excited about their favorite chain restaurant and they're like no you don't understand they have the best chicken wings make it happen so 651-641-1071 what's the what's the like chain restaurant that you've got some strong feels for and the story originally (laughs) it was on the daily mail and it's u.s tourist horrifies french foodies by declaring potato restaurant chain serving the best food he had while on vacation in france so basically, this guy like had a really good potato at the Patatterie, I mm. think is the name, La Patatterie. That's French. And For the Potatoria. The Potatoria. I'm going to be careful about the Potatoria, because I feel like you might have some Potatoria if your potato uh, was not up to your liking. <laughs> but people did that thing they do where like the French people are like, how dare you? You know, it'd be like somebody coming to Minnesota and saying like, I went to Champs and it was the best meal I had in the city. Mm-hmm. And foodies would be like, how dare you? It's a chain. Right? Right. Because um, that's the thing I always love is like shaming other people's taste. Yeah. I mean, generally, it works for us, right? right? Um, no. Anyway, so the guy, uh, here's here's what he said. I just want to read you the little bit he says about the potato um, at the La Patatery. And by the way, look, feel free to look at it because it literally looks like a ham. <laughs> rolled up in with like a, a piece of a potato mouth yeah exactly with some cheese or butter <laughs> yes, or something something drizzly and um <laughs> it's, it's like a le cordon bleu potato yeah uh that and he is talking of the picture that's a giant uh, baked potato but a gloriously baked one and i don't know what type but guessing something like a giant yukon gold steamed and baked to creamy tender but still with structure perfection I peed when I bit into it. There was a descending choir of angels. The angels were singing Bonnie and Clyde by Serge Gainsbourg and Bardot. Seriously, this was the greatest potato ever made by human hands. And when we got it at what I have to assume is the French equivalent of a Chili's, words cannot express my amazement. Look at it again. <laughs> and he goes on and people just like tear him up. They're like, how dare you? This is France, sir. Anyway, like... Perhaps he's if you want to taste French cheek. foods, that's not the good place. But I mean, he peed. 
a little. Listen, so you know that it must have been a good patata. If he's ever patata. had a patata like that, he's, you know, it's worthy, is all I'm saying. Um, if you were going to pee a little after you ate something at your favorite chain restaurant, Colleen, which chain restaurant would it be? Uh, well, let's go to the phones first. Okay. 651-641-1071. What is the chain restaurant that you want the world to know is the very, very, very best Let's go to the phones. We've got Bailey on the line. Hi, Bailey. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Now we can hear you. Bailey, what is the chain restaurant that you want the world to know is the very greatest? So it's called Chewy's, and I believe the closest one to us is like in Chicago. It's like a more of a south chain restaurant, but it's Tex-Mex, and they have bottomless chips and salsa, and they have a creamy jalapeno sauce that's amazing. They've got great margaritas, and then, like, they also sell these kitschy t-shirts that are just puns, and it is the best place ever. Chewies. Chewies. I've never heard Neither of it. Neither have I. Now I want to go there. I know, Bailey. What? I I would like to uh, I would like to uh, pay attention to where I might find one of those on my travels and travails. Thank you for your call. 651-641-1071. What is the chain that you want to sing the praises of? Um, would you like to know my answer? Yes, of course, that's why I asked. It is a delectable uh place that we like to call the Waffle House. Oh yeah, duh. You ain't never had a waffle like they make at the Waffle <sighs> House. I miss it. Oh man. So that would be my chain restaurant that I want the world. And I actually, you know, people will look askance at that sometimes. And then there are other people who know the, well, yeah, the beauty of the waffle. Been to exactly. A waffle house. Exactly. Bradley, what is the chain you restaurant know, that you love the most? Um mine is one you've never heard of probably because it's only in Texas and it's probably only in the Houston metro area, but it's called Ninfa's and it's a Mexican restaurant and it just has the most amazing Mexican food for, uh, or I should say not Mexican food, Tex-Mex. And much like she was just describing Chewy's as, it's just one of those places where, you know, you're just going to, and it's been a long time since I've been at a Ninfa's. I don't even know if the original one is still open, but it's the kind of place where you're just going to eat chips and cheese for days and all of your favorite Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex. Text? Text. That's text that's mex. when you can actually text while you're eating Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Text, text mex food. Mex. Um, but if I were to pick one that, you know, we all have here, honestly, Chili's is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... You, you know why? Yeah. You want your baby, baby back, 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 baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, But any kind of chicken <laughs> tendies, mm. any kind of blossom fried uh, any thing. Any awesome or otherwise. Yeah. Hey, I do want to quickly read this email that we just got from our listener, Tony, who listens to us from France. Oh, does she know about the potatoery? She said, subject, potatoery. Message, bonjour. Please. <laughs> Worst Tony. restaurant chain ever. And no Yukon Gold. They are closing all over the place here in France. Please. This guy is a very low bar. Oh, Tony. Tony. Oh, my gosh. But he loved it so much. That's hilarious. I mean, we have no idea what the... No. Le I'll be honest, though. Like, I, I, I do miss a good potato restaurant. Like, whatever happened to the potato theme? You do? Sure. I was not a fan of the, like, baked potato experience that we all lived through mm. in the 80s. I think my mother still is like the only person who eats baked potato with salsa. On but it. see, here's the thing that you know, there's food. better things that you can do with a baked potato. But I do think 
Listen, you if you're not a person who eats a baked potato very often, when you get yourself into a baked potato, you think to yourself out loud, why don't I eat these more often? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to put on a potato? Well, obviously, I do the chives. I do the sour cream. Yeah. Um, I don't do broccoli because I just think, you know, don't do that to the potato. Unless you really hate yeah, it. I just, for some reason, baked potatoes, I it's like of the potato experience, twice baked potatoes, sure. You don't need to do much to it, though. Just a little, some butter, some salt and pepper, some chives. Just whenever yes. I'm presented with potato experience, it's going to be fries. It's mm. going to be something with cheese. Mm. Mm-hmm. P.S. I told my daughter the other day, who was like, I don't always want fries. I told her, I was like, you can ask for onion rings. And she was like, on the side? <laughs> Like she thought they were just an appetizer. Yeah. I was like, "Oh You'll no, honey!" You'll probably have to pay a dollar twenty-five extra, but it's worth it. And she was like, her eyes got big, and she was like, "I didn't know that that was an option." So just never forget that's an option. Let's go to James. Hi, James. Hi, James. What is the uh, chain restaurant that you want the world to know is the best? My preference is Kyoto Sushi. Mm. Where is that such place? There are um, a few of them around, uh, one's in Roseville, one's in Maple Grove, um, down in Minnetonka, too, I believe. And you can get all-you-can-eat. Ooh. And it's made fresh. Mm. I'm a fan of all-you-can-eat. Yeah, we're here for that. Right? Yeah. Thank you, James. Is that like one of those teppanyaki places where like you can get the sushi and the teppanyaki? I think and- it more. See now, to be often or to be often, to be honest, <laughs> I've never been to a Kyoto sushi. I haven't either. So, hold on, but I'm going to look to While see. While you're if looking, it is. Rachel sent us an email and she said, um, "Actually, this was via the My Talk app. The best chain restaurant just recently opened in Maple Grove. It's called the Great Greek Mediterranean Grill." They have the best gyros and dips. Ooh, and yes. I would just add to that naf naf because I, you know, yes. that's another chain that I could um, eat regularly at. Okay, so at Kyoto, Bradley, it does not appear as though they have teppanyaki, but they do have hibachi. So, oh, okay. Yeah, you can get you can get your hibachi on. Yum. Somebody needs to drop me off at a big boy ASAP. Bob's. Oh, wow. Bob's big boy. <laughs> okay. I, I know we don't have them here in Minnesota. Do they have them anymore at all? Yes. Like a big Bob's family style restaurant? Yes. What are you getting there? Oh, I'm getting the cheeseburger. Okay. Mm. On their website, it says you can add a shake for $3 more. Why wouldn't you? Oh. Yeah. If you're going to go, go all in. Go big. Or go home. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, I want to talk about this page six article about the Munlaney, the Munlaney's. Munlaney. What's yeah. a Munlaney? That would be an Olivia Munn and a John Mulaney. Oh. Okay. You know, they're going to have a baby together. And page six is on to something. But I got a question for page six. Right. And we're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, something smells a little bit fishy when it comes to the Munlaney timeline. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay, I'm calling them Munlaney, and that is Olivia Munn and John Mullaney. And yesterday we learned that Olivia Munn is expecting a baby, right? Yes. I mean, that was a surprise, I it think. It was a little bit of a surprise. And the reason really why it was a surprise, well, initially was because it felt like, oh my goodness, it you know, he just announced he was getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and then suddenly he was dating Olivia Munn, and poof, now there's a baby involved. Poof baby! Poof baby! Which is, I mean, that's, it kind of happens quickly. Um, but 
page six is doing a workup of the timeline of this baby and asking some questions about the story, the story that we're being told. So apparently John Mulaney wanted to share his um, his version of the story with his friend, Seth Meyers, on uh, NBC Mm-hmm. On his late night show. Yeah. And he says, quote, the following. I went to rehab in September. I got out in October. I moved out of my home with my ex-wife. In this, Then in the spring, I went to Los Angeles and met and started to date a wonderful woman named Olivia. I got into this relationship that's been really beautiful with someone incredible. And now we're having a baby together. Okay. He says that he first met Olivia Munn at Seth Meyers' wedding in 2013. Um, but... People are questioning this. A celebrity agent who's worked with Olivia Munn says, quote, I don't think it's any coincidence that John broke the news of Olivia's pregnancy the way he did in terms of basically giving a timeline of his past few months when he moved out of his house. How was it then the spring when he fell in love with Olivia? It seems to me that he's going to great lengths to dispute the idea that he cheated. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say great lengths, but certainly if you're um, offering a timeline nobody asked for, that begs the question why you're sharing that publicly. And one of the possibilities, of course, it seems totally reasonable to s- suspect is that you're trying to create a narrative for publicity. Right. Which perhaps contradicts reality. Which doesn't make it look like you cheated on your wife, right? Because you don't want to look like a bad guy. Now, what I think is interesting about this is page six notably typically writes kind of shortish blurbs about celebrities. This is a very long article that goes on into great detail about Olivia Munn's friendship with Seth Meyers and John Mulaney's friendship with Seth Meyers and where they've intersected in the past. Yeah. And, you know, really kind of what we do know about his rehab stints and his ex-wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you'll, you may or may not remember that their split was very much a surprise to his ex-wife. Um, she was the one that basically announced it by saying, John has chosen to leave me. Which does not sound mm. like something that you knew was coming yeah, or that was very amicable, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they do a, a fine job of laying all of this out in such a way that makes you go, hmm, yeah, maybe there is something to this story where he's trying to offer up a timeline, sort of like methinks thou dost protest too much. Yeah. Um, the more details you, you add into a story, the more it seems plausible that you're trying to convince yourself really of something Oh, for sure also nobody cares so nobody the asked fact that you're saying it out loud makes me wonder why you care right nobody asked but but he seems to think we need to know the timeline which i suppose i guess we did ask i don't even think we asked but i think everybody or not everybody but i think the response in general was oh wow that was quick and maybe he's sort of preemptively answering that but all that said Here's my question. It has nothing to do with Munlaney. It has everything to do with page six. Oh, okay. To which I would say, page six, good job on the investigative reporting about the timeline of this barely there celebrity couple that I don't even care about. Could you maybe expend some of that energy on another celebrity couple that we do actually care about? Oh, yeah. And by the way, where have they been lately? We call them Benifer or 
Yeah, well, they have not been in headlines. I mean, the only thing, because I just thought to myself yesterday, we should do a segment on where they are. problem is... We don't know where they are. We don't know. And that's the whole point that... Well, I think actually Holly might know. Hopefully she'll tell us. But the point is they don't really want us to know because otherwise we would be talking about them because there would be headlines everywhere. But Mm -hmm. to that end, I think you might know where they are, Holly. They have been found. We have located them. We have located Benifer. They are at the Venice Film Festival because Ben Uh, Affleck mm. has a new movie that's showing at the festival called The Last Duel. Now, you don't say. Now, that to me feels like uh, more reason than anything that we should be seeing the two of them traipsing about with their hands in each other's jean pockets. Exactly. Also, look for Benifer on the red carpet at the Met Gala next week. Oh, yeah. Which that is actually, I'm interested in that. Because a lot of people are um, distancing themselves from the Met Gala because of the fact that the Met Gala has gone um, a little bit lower class by inviting the TikTok celebrities. So a lot of the big, big, big celebrities have been like, deuces, I don't want anything to do with that. But thirsty Benifer Genifer might just be there. They'd be fashion prom king and queen. Yes. Yeah. Also, something they're doing new this year with the Met Gala is they're streaming it live. So you actually can watch some of the content that we only usually get on the, you know, day after quarterbacking. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Watch those two grabbing each other. What day is that next week? Do we know? Is it the beginning? It's usually like a Monday, isn't it? Tuesday? It's It's coming. We'll, we'll figure out the exact date and time and make sure it gets on your calendar with a Google invite. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. Monday. After this, on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes on the place Yeah. Like where? Sometimes other places like... Where? Sometimes. I'm sorry, I was doing the remix. Um, no, I thought maybe you were, like, skipping. Uh, well, let's skip through this story in Peen Ellis Park, which is in... Florida. Florida. And I want to tell you about two young nitwits, as they're described in this story, uh, involving a GoPro, YouTube, and a Circle K. A GoPro, YouTube... And a Circle K. Where's and, Karnak? Right? And <laughs> yes. 19-year-old Rafael Mercado and Kazia McKay, aged 19 and 18, respectively. Mm, but not so, respectably. Uh, no, they were not respectful or respectable in this particular story. So apparently they went to Circle K mm-hmm. and purchased seven slushies. Yummy. Seven slushies at the Circle K. I love slushies. Mm. I'm here for that. And I get, like, if you like something, you're going to buy more than one. So I'm right? not, like, weirded out by that at all. 
There's one problem. They did something with those slushies that earned them crazy, stupid idiot status. They poured them down somebody's pants. No, but you're not far off. In fact, remember I said this involves a GoPro, YouTube, and a Circle K, and then these two guys and seven slushies. So it's actually a lot more of those things. But if you put all of those things together, you can imagine that an 18 and 19-year-old that are trying to make content for YouTube... Might think it would be hilarious to film videos of themselves doing something with slushies. And it was not pouring them down people's pants, but it was actually throwing the frozen drinks at multiple persons. No. Dot, dot, dot. But wait, there's more. Mm. For the purpose of their YouTube content. You guys. So, um, I don't like know. unsuspecting people just walking by yeah. at the Circle K and they were just pelting them with slushies. As alleged in the criminal Rude. complaint, they purchased seven slushies from a Circle K and proceeded to throw them at multiple persons for the purpose Mm-mm. of YouTube content. No, they launched you. them at pedestrians um, by McKay, the uh, gentleman whose last name is McKay, who is a passenger in a vehicle. So they would actually drive down the street and launch a frozen slushy at a person. Hmm. Apparently, after being arrested, they confessed that they had done similar slushy attacks a week earlier for the purpose of YouTube content. Mm-mm. And they referred to, quote, the possibility of monetary gains as a result of the views tallied on YouTube. You know, listen, we are all, not we here, but um, I'll say it, my kids probably are part of the problem. Right, because that is just the kind of thing people with uh, undeveloped prefrontal cortices yeah. might think is hilariously funny. Well, do you remember? It reminds me of that other weird thing that kids did at one point, which was throwing milk down on the ground. Oh yeah, and creating a scene. And I don't remember. It was called like milking or some dumb thing, or thwapping. Or I mean, okay. it, it was like a dumb name. <laughs> Right, and it was literally just them taking out a gallon of milk. Oh yeah, in, do you remember? Like it was in the gro- like they would take yeah. it out in the grocery, in the grocery store. store. Just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, for some reason I don't know why. When you said that, I was imagining like Gallagher style watermelons, watermelon sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's not kids. What so again, do better. Somebody needs to tell their kids like, yeah, uh, views are great. But you're not going to make any money on crime. you got to be more creative. you got to get non-crimey views. Yeah. Who's your crazy, stupid idiot? We're going to Chicago. Chicago. Well, actually, yes, we're going to Chicago. uh, And we're talking about a family that was trying to fly home from Fort Lauderdale. And it doesn't matter. They were in Chicago. They were trying to get on an airplane. Okay. And they were late. They were late to the airplane. It also happens, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. It does happen, Bradley. And I'm glad you said that because sometimes that kind of stuff just happens. And it's a bummer and it's unfortunate. But how you manage yourself in that moment is everything. And I'm here to tell you that Marina Verbitsky was not managing herself in a positive way. She was the mother. She was uh, traveling from Fort Lauderdale. Oh, sorry. It was it was in Fort Lauderdale to Chicago on Monday with her husband and her son. Okay. And they were late to the plane. 
They didn't get to the gate on time. They missed their flight. Their flight had been taxiing and was on the tarmac when they arrived at the gate. Now, that is the moment where you just go, well, I guess we got to reschedule. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. Doors closed. That's a bummer. Well, that's not what she did. She started swearing at the JetBlue workers. That's not helpful. And what she did next... Will change our lives forever. hmm, Sure changed her life forever. She explained to them that her luggage was on that flight and that her luggage contained an explosive. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And so guess what happened? Well, she went to jail and everybody had to get off their dumb planes. They were they had to bring the airplane back from the tarmac. So in her mind, I think she thinks they'll bring the plane back and I'll get to get on it. No, honey, no. you're going on a plane to jail. You're going to jail, my dear. Uh, she, uh, They had to evacuate the passengers onto the tarmac, search the entire plane for explosives, because you don't joke about that. Yeah. That is taken seriously. <laughs> also, just like that's rule number one, never joke about anything at an airport. Yeah, it's just not funny. Just keep your mask on and get to your destination. Now, do you want to know... The reason why she did this, she really wanted to get home fast. Okay. Well, I mean, everybody does, but mm-hmm. what was her yeah, particular reason? Yeah, but she reason? had a very important reason. She Other people's aren't as important. Hers, the, she really needed to get on that flight because she didn't want her kid to miss school the next day. Yeah. Okay. She was worried that her son would miss school the next day, and that that sounds like one of those excuses when they're like, "Ma'am, you're going to be arrested. Why did you do it?" And she's like, "Well, I." She thinks if she comes up with a really good excuse, they'll be like, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll let you go this time." Listen, I'm going to be honest. I understand how frustrating it is if you miss a plane. Like, I get, I would understand the frustration. I could understand swearing. I could understand making a teeny tiny little scene. Of your own tantrum, yes. But bringing other people into it and claiming that there is an explosive on the airplane and causing everybody else to miss the opportunity to get to their destination in a timely manner. Yeah. That's not the appropriate way to deal with yourself. And I hope that she had to stand there while every single one of those passengers had to get off the plane. Oh, I hope she has to pen. That's the lady. (laughs) Yeah. I hope she has to pen an apology letter to each one of them. Dear As part Mr. of her punishment. Mrs. Smith. Yeah. She was taken into custody. She was booked into jail. She remained held on 10,000 bond Tuesday. And her attorney information is unavailable. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got another one for us? Yeah. Where uh, was that again? That was in Chicago uh, slash Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So this time we're going to Maryland and specifically I want to take us to circuit court. Now, the story we may have talked about, I don't remember the specific, but like when I tell you the story, it'll probably ring some bells just because things happen. But this particular story or version of this story involves a 53-year-old individual who did something to a lady at a... Uh, I think it was a grocery store. Yeah, it was Christopher's Fine Foods Market back last year. And what he did will destroy your life forever. Destroy. It's not just going to change my life. Yeah. Now, um, we're talking about a gentleman, 53 years old, named Thomas Steeman. Okay. And Mr. Steeman entered the Christopher's Fine Foods Market 
snuck up behind a woman named Katie Peters as she was returning her shopping cart and then did something that, well, changed her life forever. I didn't even want to did tell you. Did it have to do with his... I didn't even want to tell you. Wiener? Kind of, but not directly, but indirectly. Did he wave his wiener at her? No, it involves a needle. A needle in his wiener? No. Oh. A syringe. Did he poke her in the booty with a syringe? Yeah. <gasps> no. Ow. Also, what does his wiener have to do with that? Well, the next question you might ask is... What was, what was in, in the, the syringe? Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> I know. Like, what is the... You know how, like, we get nasty stories on occasion? Yes. Like, like uh, Bob McCracken stole ladies' underpants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip McTurnenkoff uh, was fondling lady bits, telling him it was a free breast exam, right? Like, those are creepy stories that we mm-hmm. tell, but there's some kind of rudimentary, like, you get what the person... Emphasis on rude. Well, I mean, also just gross and disgusting Oof. and reprehensible. But you get that there's a kind of a not like a... What's the word? Uh, not logic is not the right word, but, like, I think you understand when somebody steals somebody's panties what they thought they were trying right. to do. Right, exactly. They had a thing... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't they had an get, itch they needed to scratch. I don't get this one. I don't really either. Also, oh gosh. Like what, what, what do you think you're doing? It would be bad enough to get stuck by a needle. Yeah. But then to find out later yeah. what... Oh. Yeah. yeah. What ended up happening to him? Uh, well, the reason we're talking about the story again, even mm-hmm. though the story came out... Um, I'm just trying to look to see when the, uh, it was in June. Okay. That he pleaded guilty. I actually, I don't remember now if we did the story. But anyway, the moral of the story is the reason we're talking about it today is because, yay, he was found guilty and will be in jail for the next 10 years. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <sighs> There's no explanation either. I know you have tons of questions, right. dear audience. I don't even know that there, I want to know. There is, well, there are a lot more details, which I'm not going to share, but there are no. There's nothing in the way of. You just have to live in a world where that's a thing. So next time you're putting your card away, just keep your eyes peeled. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I know, I know. it's just it's a the crazy, only thing we can world. do right now. The only thing we can do right now to make any of this better is mm. play a game, and that game right. is called the Throwback. What after this on my talk one oh seven one.